Mistwalkers. Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a gothic horror series set in the demi-plains of dread, Ravenloft. The episode you're about to listen to originally aired as a live stream on twitch.tv slash dnd. Although our podcast editor Celeste Konowich works some true magic, our audio in season one is not ideal for podcast. But keep listening. We promise it gets better. In the meantime, let's meet our unfortunate cast. I'm TK Johnson, the Dungeon Master for Tales from the Mists. You can find me on Twitter at TKJoinsTheFray or at my website, TKJWrites.com. I'm Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, the Tiefling Storm Sorcerer. You can find me at MercifulDM on Twitter, uh, that's Merciful with a Y, or at LisaPenrose.com. Lisa, also spelled with a Y. Hi, my name is Kayla Klein. I play Vosley, your artificer slash wizard slash mad scientist. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I and my website, KaylaKlein.com. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Constantina of Shalomov, the Vistana Bard from Barovia. I'm an author and narrative designer, and you can find all my work at AshleyWarrenWrites.com. My name is Hadil, and I play your favorite warlock with too many secrets, Vargas Blackstone. You can find me online in all forms of social media at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. This episode also features special guests Emma Lambert as Sybil Redrime and Noelle Sheary as Thaddeus Scratch. Find them as at Emma Rote and at Noelle Sheary on Twitter, respectively. Now, don't forget to check that sound coming from the closet. It's time for episode 10, Our Little Crimes. Good evening, Mistwalkers. Welcome back to Tales from the Mist, spooky campaign set in Ravenloft. So this isn't a typical campaign. We have a rotating cast, which means we have four anchor members, which are Lisa, Kayla, Hadil, and Ashley. And then we have two guest members. And these two guests, Noelle and Emma, will be following, or uh, not following, uh, finishing out our season with us. And that's going to be very exciting because we have some very cool things planned. Let's talk about other nice things. We're all going to die. Oh, no, of course not. I would never allow you the satisfaction. Let's talk about our plans. What happened at the, the end of last episode? Um, I had just approached Vasily mm-hmm. to try to... Um, we were all in this sort of nightmare cave mm-hmm. where we saw the worst stuff ever. Mm-hmm. And Vasily was still sort of like in that daze. Uh, but then she was all covered in goo and I looked up and her nightmare was real. Mm. The big blob baby. Okay, big blob baby. I, I seem to remember mention of a big blob on the ceiling with a face suspended in it reaching out uh specifically for the two of you oh, i should have said something else was happening oh whatever <sighs> it's too late yeah, it's too late now it's like oh yeah it does sound like you guys oh we had a tea party yeah you guys did you remember that yeah <laughs> we went to chili's shared a blooming onion chili's to go Welcome <laughs> to chili's yeah, that's not hashtag not sponsored by Chili's. Thank God. <laughs> but Chili's, if you out there 
I love you. Please sponsor me. Please. <laughs> and only me. Do you yeah, only me. Specifically mm. only. The rest of these nerds. Me only. <laughs> so, Constantina and Vargas. How are you feeling right now? Hot and sweaty because there was fire. There was yeah, fire. I forgot. We almost burned to death. Yes, Whoops. you did almost burn to death. Whoops. But now there is some manner of not quite gelatinous, but definitely like I would describe them as almost oozy type monster suspended from the ceiling that is reaching out for your companions, Vasily and Marcy. Uh, um, and I think I was like hugging Marcy because she was really upset. Mm-hmm. She saw something really scary. Um, but no, I I also see something really scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's a big old blob on the ceiling. I did think it's a monster. Maybe we should get out of this area. It is indeed the gift that gives, keeps on giving. So, Can I rush over to Vasily and start shaking her? I think you were shaking her. Okay, oh. so it was previously hugged. Now yes. I am shaking. Okay. Yes. <laughs> For so many reasons. All right. Um, I'm going to look up at this blob monster with many faces. Uh, and uh, Mercy has this ring uh, that uh, we had found on the wolfwares that attacked us. And she spent some time with it. She knows it has some sort of magical ability. So she's just going to look up and like, as she's shaking Vasily, be like, Vasily? And then she's going to clutch her ring um, and say, I know, I know that you have some sort of magic. Please help us. Um, and Vasily, if you're able to see Mercy there with you, you see that her eyes go bloodshot and then kind of fill in red. And then as if possessed, she arches her face towards the ceiling where the creature is. And she howls, a very wolf-like howl. Uh, and as she does, a beam of light goes from her ring up to this creature. And uh, I'm using the gem of brightness. And the, cre- the baby needs to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. The baby needs to make a baby <laughs> constitution saving throw. Babies are good at constitution. Just for you, I'm going to retcon something, and all of okay. the faces that are suspended in this oozing blob ahead of you are children's faces now. Ooh. I made it worse. I'm sorry. What was the DC? 15. And there's this, like, flash of moonlight. All right, and you said constitution saving throw? Yeah. That is a dirty 20. Okay. Well, there is still a flash of moonlight, and momentarily, Mercy's shadow looks like a wolf. Does it take any damage? Baby, don't care. Nope. It's just uh, it's not blind. It can still see. Well, it's really dramatic though. There is something whenever this light comes out. Even though I rolled for it, whenever this light comes out, you see all of the baby's eyes sort of sink back into this oozing mass. It is almost as though it would not have been affected by anything that blinded it to begin with. Oh. Mercy just looks at her ring and says, I guess it didn't do anything. Her her eyes go back to normal. Did you see it do anything? Vasily, wake up, we have to go. Am I am I aware of what's going on in the real world or what's happening for me? What do I see? Vasily, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. <laughs> 
Sure. That sounds great. I'm wise. 19. Vasily, you come to your senses beneath the drooping mass of this amorphous blob on the ceiling. And you can see it's coming down in these like sticky, syrupy, sort of an, I guess I would say an oozing property to it that is sinking to the ground. And you know exactly what this is. And it reaches down for you with this mutated hand in it. Mother. She kind of comes to you, and when she does, she's looking up at the the child with like no expression on her face. We have to go. Come on. You. She kind of like shoves Mercy a little bit, and she's like, "You go ahead." I. I'm not leaving you. It's fine. It's fine. What? It's more important that you get out of here. Do you know this creature? It begins to its way along the wall and you can hear Bertolt halfway down the rope and he what is that in the no distance? stay up sir don't come down and she kind of looks looks up again at the the creature and she's like don't don't make me punish you you need to stop as you say this you can see several of the faces that float inside of it all sort of narrow their eyes at you. And there's one in particular that floats to the front and it is a partially digested skull. You can see the meat that would typically hang off of it uh, sort of float back towards the back of it. Everything is transparent and yet glowing. And what little light escapes through the wall of the cave and it narrows these it's hard to narrow a skull's eye socket, but there are pinpricks of light that almost go to a fine line, and it ever so slowly reaches out its hand towards the rope. Um, as it reaches out towards the rope, Vasily reaches into her pocket and pulls out another one of those little sheets of paper with black powder in it, mm-hmm. and she prepares to cast Firebolt. So she's like doing a motion that this child is probably familiar with and very menacingly, just very, just like holding it like. And this, this thing halts for a moment and then it flattens itself against the wall and moves with almost a surprising, terrifying speed and plucks one person from the ledge and sucks it inside of its body. Ah, No! No! Mm -hmm. Um, Can I... I'm right there. Can I shock and grasp it? It is along the ceiling and wall. It's honestly, some of it is hanging down. You can try. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't... You can try to grab, like, like, leap up and grab some of its, like, Uh. oozing tendrils. Vasily wants to stop you from touching. You can try. Yeah, I want to prevent you from getting it. She wants to like jump in the way and prevent you from getting near it. What does what, <laughs> what do what do we do? <laughs> Take <it> help. <laughs> what do you want me to do? What do, what can we do to like? I want to contest her trying to touch it, shock and grasp it. So I want to jump in between like and stop her, but she wants to do that. Uh, you know what? I it, would you like to do a PvP roll? Okay. Or would like you like to try and move around her and do it? 
I could shock yep. and grasp you instead if you get in the way. <laughs> well, I was going to say, since I've already prepared my spell, if I could just like move in front of you, just go ahead and cast Firebolt so you don't even have to do anything. You have prepared it, but what was the trigger? I guess the trigger was it eating someone, so... Yeah, because it was him doing anything when he wasn't supposed to. Which so was... you can cast, but you cannot move. Okay. That's, the, that's the trade you make. Okay, I would like to just go ahead and shoot off a Firebolt. Absolutely, and... Would you seeing seeing Vasily shooting off this firebolt? Would you also like to shocking grasp it? Yes, as it sucks an innocent. I don't know what's going on, Vasily. <laughs> and you can see these flailing arms as these bones are literally crushed inside of this giant jello mold. And you can see every bit of this person's body as they are squeezed into non-existence. Told you not to. All right, cast that firebolt. Okay. Is that, I need to roll a hit with a firebolt going. Yeah. How do I play D&D? I don't know. R.I.P. Ingolf Eric. <laughs> uh, that is a 12 to hit. Let's take a look. Your child nimbly moves out of the way, allowing the sparks to cascade. Can I shocking grasp it still? Give it a shot. Okay. I rolled a 16 plus 7, so 23. Yes, you do manage to grab onto it. Um, and I deal six lightning, six lightning damage. And this lightning damage, you can see it lights this thing up on the ceiling like a jellyfish. Um, and I tell, I grab Vasily and I tell everyone on the rope, um, uh, get back up there while it's, while it's being shocked. Es- escape. It's, it's too dangerous down here. And I'm trying to pull Vasily away as well. Um, because uh, while uh, because I hit with shocking grasp, it has no reactions right now. Okay, till its next turn. Awesome, that's great to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And it uh it it squeals along the the top of this cave, and it it like shoots up onto the ceiling, and you can hear this sort of <laughs> as it moves along the rocks, and it <clears throat> at the top of the cave in pain, and. Let me just find my pen real quick. We are going to jump real quick over to Thaddeus and Emma. Or uh, Sybil, what are you doing? Okay. Um, So at the end of the last episode, we had disarmed the trap that had to do with the skull and the bat that was inside the skull. Mm -hmm. And I think the statue, but we hadn't uh, attempted to go past the statue or move on into the tunnel. Sybil has a key now with Thaddeus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've like witnessed you feeding your thing, but I don't think I gave a crap. I was just, I just replaced my net. Right. Where do you keep Sorry. your net with your live bat? Right right in my bat back. <laughs> right in your back. <laughs> my <right>? bat pack. <laughs> your bat pack. Keep all my bats and nets in there. That's <laughs> your response to do. That's normal. Not okay. normal. I love it. Okay. And are you two continuing on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thaddeus is keeping a one big eye open for traps. Mm. This isn't his first dungeon. Absolutely. Roll me, since you are a, a roguish character, go ahead and roll me. Hmm. Let's do... I wonder if we should do investigation or survival. Let me just look at what's higher. I think investigation. 
Okay, let's go ahead and do investigation since you are purposefully looking specifically for traps. Oh, nice. Um, so that's going to be uh, a 19. As you look for traps, you do see that there is a crevice ahead of you. Um, and you can go basically one real direction, but then the the place kind of splits off. You can go straight ahead or you can go off to the side. But uh, far ahead, you can see a sort of skeletal bone, like maybe a large femur, and tracing the rope that goes along to it over some levers, over some wheels. That was some sort of elaborate trap that has not yet been sprung, but you don't know what the trigger is. And okay. it is just down a corridor, I'm gonna and there would have been like some kind of interesting trap down there, but you can't see what the trigger for that would have been. Okay. Other than that, doesn't seem to be. Now, as you near this crevice, you see that there is a, a stone floor to this passage. And this is the first stone that you've really seen in this canyon. Almost everything else has been baked mud, mm-hmm. um, has been very, not pliable, but more forgiving than stone. But now there's a stone floor and it is split wide open as though some titanic hammer hit it. Mm. And when you look down into the darkness in this crevice, you see a sandy floor some 12 feet below. There's this a faint breath, almost like wind, and it drifts up through this hole and it's cold on your faces. And you can smell a little moisture in the air, though it isn't terribly overpowering. Hmm. Now, to your right, you can see a passage, but it's not a hallway. It is a crawlway, essentially a, a narrow tunnel. And you know by the size of it, not much more than two and a half feet tall. What would you like to do? I'm sorry, I know from the size of it what? It's not much more than two and a half feet tall. Hmm. How wide is the crevasse? Uh, it is wide enough to accommodate a person on their hands and knees or on their bellies. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna ask my friend. <laughs> uh, what on earth is this place, do you reckon? <laughs> um, well, um, Actually, Sybil's a dwarf, so she may actually have a way of getting more information about exactly what the place is. Mm. If we want, she has stone cutting, which means she can kind of detect the origin of any, or attempt to detect the origin of any stonework. (laughs) That worked out great for you because this was, up until now, not stone at all. (laughs) I know. And then you were talking about stone. I was like, does she have that? She does. Isn't it? Yes. So yeah, I'll do a check and what is this place? Who made it? Um, let me see. Could you read out that, that ability to me if you don't mind? Yes, yeah, stone cutting. Whenever you make an intelligent history check related to the origin of stonework, you are considered proficient in the history skill and add double your proficiency bonus to the check. And I also just rolled a nat 20. Oh. Yay! <laughs> so that makes it a 21, 2, 3, 4, set 27. 
All right. Wow. Um, no, that wow. is enough to tell you that this is not of natural making, and it was not the first way past this room. There's been some kind of the walls and the floor, absolutely natural making, but everything else seems the result of a cave in. A cave in. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, like, even the little crawl space is just. Even the crawl space. It's just. Mm. Say this place isn't entirely stable. It's almost like they don't want people to be here. Oh, uh, well, I don't know about you, but I'm often in places people don't want me. It all works out fine. Fine, fine. And by the way, like, uh, when we, when we, like, started out at, you know, the tree and stuff, like, Thaddeus was in a really good mood. He's starting to, like, seem a little bit twitchy. And, um, he's kind of smiling less often. But, you know what? We all, we all have our, our mood changes. I guess, can I, like, I have a, a sword. Can I, like, reach out into the crawl space and try to, like, tap the ceiling of it to see if it caves in? Absolutely, yeah. I'm not going to make you roll for it. You could just do it. i do it. Okay. And when you tap it, you can hear, like, a, a dull, like, clink, clink, clink against the stone. It doesn't move. Okay. Uh, will the two of you roll me a perception just so super quick? Ooh, I got a nat 20. <laughs> what? I wish I was on that side of the cage. <laughs> not with creepy baby. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> not with jelly baby. <laughs> the one I made up for it in my mind. Dungeon diamond time. <laughs> I got a 14. Okay. So a 14 is enough to say that you can hear sort of sand on stone. Something is moving, but you can't pinpoint where. Natural 20 is enough to tell you that you can see, when you tap your sword against the top, you can see telltale scratches along the stone. Natural 20 is enough to tell you that these are metallic, as though armor had scraped against them. Hmm. Can I see how recently? Natural 20 will tell you that they're pretty recent within the last day or so. So somebody's also passed through here. Some blood. And you can smell it. It's like this metallic tang that hovers on the back of your tongue and it sticks to the back of your teeth and mm, um, definitely killed in this tunnel recently. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and from the scratch marks, do I get this I get the feeling that someone was dragged through it? No. They seem self propelled. Okay. Somebody definitely crawled through here in armor. And I like, I smell some, some, just some dead body. Like, you smell blood, but it doesn't smell like a decayed body. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna follow the trail of blood, I think. Um, continuing to tap my sword ahead of me just as best as I can. I will let you know that this crawl space is. About 50 feet long. Okay. Will you follow them, Sybil? Yeah, I think so. Whatever's whatever's in there, we'll get Thaddeus first. So. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Let's jump back. Constantina. Vargas. Are you having a lovely time? Ah, uh, no, I hate it. I don't <laughs> know what this uh, creepy thing is on the ceiling. But Vasily seems to know. Right? I imagine that I heard everything 
vacillates into mercy, or at least that vacillate didn't like react hostily toward it. I imagine that you saw Vasily shoot a firebolt at it. Oh, okay, that's true. And I also imagine you heard Vasily threaten it. Okay. I'm also trying to drag Vasily away from it, and I'm wondering how she's reacting to that. I will allow everybody to insight the relationship between Vasily and the baby if they would like to. Yes, why is everybody reaching for their dice? Okay. Oh. Yeah. No, I was I was just surprised at the speed at which everybody reached for their time. Got a night. That's like my best thing. Oh, you know your secrets to me. I, I got, got a fifteen. Oh, I got a ten, which is sad because that's like the one thing that I'm like really good at. Wait, did someone get a nineteen? Mm-hmm. Vargas. Vargas did. Oh, well, that makes sense because yeah, because Vargas might know a little bit about what this is too. Vargas. Did you look at a book recently? I did, and I want Claudia to tell me what she saw in the book. I will allow you to spend your inspiration to speak to Claudia. I spend my inspiration to speak to Claudia <laughs> to tell me everything she saw in the book. So, during this exchange with Wassily and Mercy, we're going to rewind time a few seconds as Vargas. How do you summon Claudia? I'd like to take like a step back into the shadows. I just speak into the darkness. And ask Claudia very quietly so nobody else can hear. Was that in the book? I do feel the sign that Claudia always gives you that she's there. She runs her ghostly hands up your shoulders and over them. And then pulls herself in close to whisper in your ear. Yes. Your friend has been keeping secrets. Well, I... I don't believe in having secrets between friends. You and me. Of course not. Not you. Of course not. What was in the book, Claudia? Oh, a little this, a little that, a little something from Lamordia. Interesting indeed. You think she has more children? I saw a few pictures. Oh, I'm sure of it. That one. I feel like she could never have just one of anything, especially something like that. This is the second child you've seen. I'm sure I'll see more, too. She's looking for something. Trying to engineer some form of perfection. Interesting indeed. Do you know what some people fear more than anything? Well, part of me wants to say death. It's a very mortal thing. She fears death. She will never join that army. Well... Guess I'll just be keeping that in my front pocket then. We should. It's always nice to make new friends. And then Claudia slips away from you back into the shadows. I readjust my, like, ascot because talking to Claudia is always like a very weird... Readjust my my, uh, ascot and uh, give my, like, pocket square a little pat and go, you know, I could always use more friends. So, Constantina... There is an amorphous blob ahead of you that just ate a person. Um, yeah, I would like to get out of here. <laughs> um, and I mean, I don't want it to hurt anybody else, but I don't know. What's, I do not know what's going on. Um, could I climb up the rope or at least attempt to? Yeah, you can attempt to climb up the rope as the rest of the search party that had started down is scrambling back up it. Bertolt un, uh, unsheaths his crossbow. And 
will take aim at this thing if no one tells him not to. No, I have no problem with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back up the rope because I, I want to prevent anyone else from coming down. Absolutely. Yeah. And as you do, as you start up the rope, you can hear a <laughs> as it reaches out again and snatches another person off no! the ledge by the back of their shirt. But this person starts to, to dangle. It's just got the back of their vest. So they're half hanging onto the rope and half on this, in this thing's grasp. Can I try to grab them? Oh, yeah. Wait. Would you like to make, this is your bargain. Would you like to make an athletics check to grab them forcefully? Or would you like to make an acrobatics check to make sure that you stay on the rope when you do it? I think I'm being a little reckless, so I'll probably do athletics to grab. Absolutely. So roll me athletics and then roll me acrobatics at disadvantage. Um, okay. Athletics was good. So that's 18 for athletics. Okay. And then acrobatics at disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That- Okay, well, that's also good, but I critted. Okay, <laughs> very good, very good. Um, my, my other, my lower roll was also 18, so I rolled 18. Okay, good. Well, lucky you. You do stay on the rope. You just, I guess, lock your ankles around it and grab onto his body with all of your weight. And you get here a <laughs> as he sucks out and then goes <laughs> and his body weight starts to drag you down the rope. Ah, okay, uh, I like try to push the person... Like, I'm, were they, like, above me on the rope? They were above you okay. on the rope. I, like, push their butt so they, like, go, like, <laughs> they get them out. Yeah, them yeah and, they, and they speedily climb up the rope and over the ledge. They had been kind of rubbernecking. But there you go. You saved him. You're a hero. Okay, right. well, what's about me now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to jump back over to Vasily real quick. Now that you're up the rope. Vasily. Mm-hmm. How would you like to discipline this child of yours? I know that, Mercy, you're kind of... You're, I'm, like, you're trying, trying to drag Vasily away. Um, but I also... I don't know if how my insight check worked at. I got a 15, so I don't know if I suspect something's up. You absolutely suspect something okay. up. Even if you don't suspect that Vasily knows what the... Like, created this creature, you suspect that she knows what it is and has encountered it before. Okay, then I'm making this face. But also I'm still trying to drag you away from it. Vasily's just kind of letting you pull on her arm, but she's not moving and she's just like, go go on. I I can handle this. You need Do you know this creature? You know this creature. I can tell you know this creature. I know how to deal with it. It's eating people, Vasily! It's fine. It won't it won't eat me, but you need to leave. Take these helpless people with you. I can deal with it. But they're over there and it keeps following them and uh hey, hey, hey monster. No, don't monster! Are you don't hungry? You want Several. you want something to eat? No Several faces inside of this jelly like creature swivel all the way to the other side of it, and you hear it. You don't. You don't want those poor villagers. You want some delicious adventurer. Uh, come here, and and Mercy lets go of Vasily and starts running down the hall, like trying to aggro oh this God. monster. Vasily wants to cast suggestion on Mercy. Oh my gosh! As you as you are moving to do that, this monster turns all of its faces towards you, Vasily, and you can hear just 
this wet laugh echo through it and it almost shakes the walls with the just this glee as it starts down the hall after her and you'd better cast fast because how far is that suggestion 30 feet all right so she hasn't gotten far enough yet. she hasn't yeah. gotten that far you're still in the same round uh so you have to make a wisdom saving throw wisdom do you want to do you want to listen to your friend you want to aggro a blob monster <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> so I guess my my suggestion would be leave now. Like she just like almost shouts it as loud as Vosley would shout. Mercy knows magic, so she knows what you're doing. Um, and her like you feel like she stops in place and she's kind of turning around like she's fighting something, and she like spits out these words struggling um i am leaving i am leaving this way and then she keeps running the same way um vasily looks back to look for constantina or vargas or someone who can help like we does am i within like speaking range of either either of them you're all in the same room for this one you're going to want to use um you are all in the other cavern, so for this one, you'll want to use Radagas, the the cavern of the undead priestess. Okay. Um, in room one, Mercy is running through room two. All right, I'm going to turn to Constantina and Vargas and be like, "Can't I have cons- I have concerns Mercy about room die. eight? Sorry, what? <laughs> I just said I have concerns about room eight, but I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, you're fine. Everything's oh, is fine. that the skeleton boner? No, it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's, it's fine. This is fine. Totally normal and not at all. Yeah, I'm just Please. I, okay, I, I see that, that Mercy has, like, started running off. Vargas is, like, this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and Vasily is also like this, like... Uh, but Vargas will, will take off after, after Mercy. And while he, like, goes to uh, overtake... And as I'm as I'm running past uh, Bossley, I'm just gonna say, "I know your secret, and you have to wear this." And <laughs> just hand her the button, um, and then I oh, will. And then I would like to cast invisibility on Mercy uh, if I can catch up to her. I have this movement speed of thirty feet. I guess it's the okay. same round, so yeah, you're probably right next to me. Okay, I will. Like, gently give her little slappies on the shoulder so she's now invisible. Fergus, no! Fergus, don't concentrate! Drop the spell! (laughs) So, it's up to you now, Mercy. Lisa, you have the map ahead of you. Which way did you go when you ran into room two? I'm trying really hard not to use the player knowledge that there is a giant-ass skeleton (laughs) um, (laughs) down one path. Uh, So I'm going to roll a die. And odds, I go towards the skeleton. Evens, I go the other way. I rolled a crit. That's really upsetting. Um, <laughs> so I guess I go the other way. Yeah, use them up. That's what I like yeah. to see. <laughs> like, ah, yes. That's see. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I run towards five, I guess. All right. And as you are running, now this was the way that you had started going when your legs started to feel as though they were sinking into the floor. Here is also stone, and you can see as you're running, you can see these glowing runes all around the walls, but you feel as though they do not have the power over you that they once did. Whatever 
weird spell they were using is gone. You have overcome it. But the floor is covered by this eerily moving mist. Jet black in color. Perhaps knee high. And it coils like some sort of ink against the walls. And you see ripples here and there like fish in a river. And each step through this hall starts to become a struggle. Vargas, you feel the same thing. Constantina and Vasily, you're alone in a room with Bertolt and some manner of amorphous monster on the ceiling, speeding through the tunnel after Mercy. And when I say speeding, this is an ooze. So, <laughs> so like glop, gloppy. It wants it, like it wants it real bad, but you know. He didn't make the track team. Basically. We can't be good at everything. He's um, more slurping. Okay, slurping. Can slurping. I Can I cast shatter at like the cave ahead of him to try and make some rocks fall and slow slow the jello down or something? Yeah, I will allow that. Like, block the cave path. Is there anything that you would like to do? Uh, Well, I think I'm still, like, hanging on the rope a little bit, so... um, Oh, yeah, you're up and over the ledge now. uh, um, I don't... I mean, I guess... uh, I guess am I totally up and outside? Uh, Honestly, that rope's not super long. It wasn't a big drop. Um, Okay. Well, do I still see Vasily from my vantage point? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, what do I hear? I guess, like, if I don't see my my friends, like, running down the hallway... Then- you can hear the sound of a bolt shattering against a wall as Bertolt unleashes his crossbow. Mm. And he says, damn it! And then you can hear Vasily, I suppose, beginning an incantation, aren't you, Vasily? Yes. I think I had, like, a thing written for shatter. This is my spell book where I wrote things. I love it. Thanks. It was from Lisa, and I forgot to look in my page. This is Vosley being like, ah. <laughs> So to cast Shatter, she kind of, she pulls a cylindrical black metal object that kind of has like a little mesh sphere on it, and she throws it mm-hmm. towards the cave wall, and it just this obscenely loud shrieking sound erupts from it, and I want to just like break this try to, like, shatter the stone and, like, block the path so you can't go after them. Okay. And describe to me what this looks like, what it looks like when the, the ceiling starts to come down and the walls begin to crumble. So it's it's basically like a little speaker. She made a little speaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, it attaches to the wall, and it just, like, this bass shriek comes from it, and the crack in the wall just, like, slowly creeps up to the ceiling and then spreads and big chunks of stone just start sh- like showering down in front of where he's slowly jogging to. Mm-hmm. So I, I, my goal would be to entirely block that path. I know he's gelatinous and could probably fit through the tiny holes, but at least it would slow him down. Yeah. So it does. Um, I'm going to clamber down back down the rope. Constantina, as you are clambering back down the rope, Describe to me what it looks like when this monster twists its several childlike faces towards Vasily, gives the strangest gurgling giggle, and then slips through the cracks between the rocks. It's ex- extremely unsettling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think, I mean, this is the 
first time I think I noticed it like faces. Um, and I just see this like, I don't know, the, the ooze just kind of like shape and form itself through the, through the rocks. How and does it feel to know that you have now locked it in with your friends? Um, kind of terrible, actually. Um, yeah. so I would like to Not go. Great. Can I go back up the rope? I'm basically just like going back down and up. I will allow you back up the rope for a free action, yes. Uh, okay, because I mean, I'm making this action assuming that the way now totally seems blocked. Where our it does. Went. Okay, so we have to find another way. So that is my thought process. So I'm going to scramble back up the rope. Bossily? I am going to just just stare a little bit and then follow Constantina. Bertolt will follow you. Thaddeus and Sybil. Having a nice time in the dungeon playground. So Thaddeus went first and he is tip tip tapping the roof of this tunnel with the point of his sword. Mm-hmm. And it's about 50 feet. So because you are crawling on your stomach, you're moving at half speed, 15 mm-hmm. feet per six seconds or whatever. And it is chilly down here. There's a, there's a wetness in the air. It's not quite damp, but you can feel a, almost a cool breeze coming through this crevice with you. And you can, you can hear the faint scratching of fingernails against stone. Something's in the tunnel with you. I already established last episode, Thaddeus cannot tell the direction of sound. <laughs> cannot. That's good. So I will allow both of you perception checks. Mm. Sybil's going to, while Thaddeus is crawling that way, she's going to put her cloak down. That's all that happened. Oh. Um, I got a, a 14. Um, I got a 17. It's behind you. Close. You need to move. I will allow you either a stealth roll or an athletics roll to move quickly. Uh, that's going to be stealth for me, bruh. As you can hear this scraping of, was it fingernails or is it claws? Is it claws? Is it hard claws against the roof of this tunnel behind you? You can hear the rattle of breath wetly against fangs. You can smell just this metallic scent. That is rotting meat. There is rotting meat in this tunnel. Something is coming up behind you and it is coming very, very quickly. So it's, I, I rolled a, a, um, hold on. And I have really high stealth, so mm-hmm. an 18, even though I didn't roll that well. Okay. But, so is there space past Sybil? Like, could I potentially throw something past her? That is 100% up to Sybil. Sybil? You're uh-huh. very small for a dwarf. Yes. But could be cutting it close. It is still only two and a half feet, and Sybil is rock and plate male. Mm. However, Sybil wishes to hustle. She is not going stealth. She is going full-on athletics. Give me athletics to propel yourself and also Thaddeus forward as something breaks its claws against the back of your boot. I got a 19 for that. Oh, absolutely. And you shake out of its grasp. And I'm going to need you guys to figure out, you probably have about 30 more feet to go. Okay. So I, Sybil is right behind me. Like she's pushing me. So I think then we could say that it. I can reach my, and hopefully, you know, not get it bit off by anything, but I can reach my 
hand over Sybil. And um, I have an item called the Bag of Tricks. So basically, I pull a fuzzy item out of it. Mm -hmm. And I can throw it 20 feet. I'm assuming I don't have to throw it that far. Don't. But I throw it past Sybil and then I... On. Which kind did I have? As you reach I had over, a gray bag of tricks. As you reach over the back of uh-huh. Sybil's head, you can hear something. Ah, watch the eye. Oh, God. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, uh, just still. <laughs> Let me. I'm rolling a D8 to see what this fuzzy object turns into. All right. As I throw it past Sybil. Oh, heck yeah. I'm ready. And I rolled an eight. So, <laughs> so that furry object, um, after I throw it, it um, turns into a giant elk. <laughs> Roll me up the legs to get out of this thing's way. That elk is not going to survive, but it is going to block up this tunnel. Oh, you just don't want to be my God. in way as it expands. All right. Why? Oh, Holy weird. shit, I got another natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Thaddeus, you are out there like a shot. Yes. <laughs> Give me athletics. I got get out of the way. <laughs> 25. What? 25. Yeah, yes. the two of you know that something is there mm, danger and you can hear the sickening crunch of bone as this elk springs to life and then very quickly collapses under its own weight inside of this tunnel. And you can also hear a wet chewing as you exit the tunnel. Ew! <laughs> as whatever was behind you tries to eat its way through. Well, <laughs> um, I, I scramble out of the tunnel, and you know what? We've all got our appetites, I suppose. <laughs> bye bye. Sybil replaces her cloak as quickly as she can after she gets out of the tunnel. Do I do I see anything before that cloak goes back into place? Should I roll a perception to see yeah. if I see? You're going to roll an advantage because something actually talked to you and you know that you better that to something. Oh, it's good it was an advantage because I got a one on my first roll. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems wrong. No. We'll do it a second time. Um, I got a, an, a 15. Sybil, my dearest darling. Yes. What's a 15 tell our friend Thaddeus? I think a 15, you think a 15 gives everything? 100% up to you. I think if with a 15, for a second you think that Sybil has like a profound scar on the back of her head that takes up most of the back of her head. But do you see it pulsate? Do you see it move? Do you see something that looks wet? Is that an eye? Does that look at you? You're not quite sure. And um, then she I, puts her clothes see, back on and gives you the bus driver stare. Do I see a mouth? <laughs> do you see a mouth? It could be something like lips, but it is hard to tell given the organization. <laughs> <laughs> Define mouth. <laughs> lips, yes. Is it a mouth? I don't know. It's like really up to you. Sort of looks like a uh, second grade art project on the back of there. It's kind of, yeah. Is this a macaroni picture? <laughs> or is it a person? 
I never <laughs> want anybody to complain about Vargas' secrets ever again. <laughs> Is this a macaroni project? Shapes. There are shapes. <laughs> there are shapes. They move. Woof. Right. If it is something like that, it's horrifically deformed. Okay, so Thaddeus kind of jumps back <laughs> as you stare at me with this incredibly beautiful bus driver's stare. Um, and then he raises his eyebrows and he takes a deep breath and he says, let's <laughs> on onward and I'll go in front. Is <laughs> that all you want to say um, about it? Gentlemen. <laughs> When we're out of danger, perhaps I'll have a question or two for you, but I I don't begrudge a lady her indulgences, and I quickly uh, run away, because you're still a monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this crawlway opens up into a, a large stone chamber, and the floor is covered in sand. The air is moist, humid. Uh, all of your, all of your sweat, like completely catches on your face, and then after that, it opens into a chasm. There's a narrow rock ledge. It's in the center of this wide chamber, and beneath this ledge is this deep, deep chasm filled with these swirling mists and. They're shifting and rippling like boiling water in a cauldron. And there's this bitter, almost acidic scent that drifts up from them. Even though you can't see anything in this pale blue, two huge bones form bridges from off this ledge. And one of them heads off in a vaguely northward direction, while the other one heads off to the west. Bones are yellow with age, and there's this fine layer of moisture from that humidity on them, and it clings to them like teardrops. Mm. Um, so they essentially create bridges over this mm -hmm. acidic-smelling yucky stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes, they do. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, in a hurry at this point. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to try... I'll give the the bone that's going north just a big old whack with the sword. See if it crumbles into dust. And mm -hmm. if it does not, I'm just going to uh, skitter right on across it. Yeah, absolutely. When you hit it, it doesn't even shudder with the, with the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Vibration of it. Mm -hmm. It just sturdy, almost fossilized to stone. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I I go across it very quickly. What should I roll for that? I would like you to roll athletics to go across without slipping off. So that is going to be 14. 14. As you get about halfway across this bridge, you start to hear and see something moving in the mist below. And it's almost this siren song that starts to pull you towards the ledge. 
You can follow it if you wish or not, but I do need a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Okay. It's my wisdom. I don't think very high. Nope. <laughs> it's a negative one. I got a nine. What does Thaddeus see that convinces him to walk off the side of the bridge? Thaddeus looks down into the goop and he sees as the humidity and the mist parts slightly, uh, the dead body that the creature was feasting on before. And he jumps in. All right, Sybil, is there anything you would like to do as you see Thaddeus teeter on the edge of this bridge and then prepare to jump? Um, I will call out, hey, friend, what, what, are, you, what are you doing, friend? Uh, uh, what? Uh... And she's going to get her, she's still got her, this 10-foot pole. She's been making this whole play. <laughs> yeah. I will permit you one roll to prevent Thaddeus, Thaddeus from going over. All right. What kind of a roll? That's up to you. Mm-hmm. Make it like an athletic roll? Like- you can do an athletic to run up and grab him. You can do yes. persuasion to persuade him not to jump. I'm I will not tell you the DC. I am not a persuasive person. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to... I do have boots of striding and springing, though, so I could hit the oh, hot nice. pretty quickly um, and try to get this person, because we don't really know each other, but better to have you here than not. So, athletics. Ooh, uh, 17 plus 7 is a 24. You absolutely stride over there. I need you to roll me in athletics to make sure that you don't slip off. And then a wisdom saving throw as the mists call to you now. Uh, 23 on the second athletic. Okay. And then... Okay, plus zero on the wisdom. Ah. I got a 13. What's in the mists, Sybil? Oh, no! There's another dwarf who looks suspiciously like Sybil in the mists. What does he say? He says, hi. It's all a mistake. I've missed you. That is what he says. And Sybil and Thaddeus tumble into the mist together. And um, as as Sybil grabs Thaddeus and then jumps in instead of stopping him, he says, well, if you were hungry, you should have just said so. <laughs> Mercy. Vargas. Mercy stops moving when she hears that loud booming sound behind them. And though invisible, she moves between Vargas and that sound. And she says, kind of doing that like walk backwards, kind of pushing him behind her sort of thing. Uh, and she says, Vargas, I, there's some things that I've been hiding from you that I think that I should tell you. By, by all means. I... I know you are afraid of ghosts, so I didn't want to frighten you, but I, uh, there is a ghost that is following you. <laughs> that is something. The time, or just some of the time? Um, I, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure, uh, but, uh, there's definitely a ghost. I don't know her name. She drinks tea. Sounds very, very fancy. But I think... I think we might die here, Vargis. And I just wanted to be honest with you. Do you think that someone can love you and lie to you about something important at the same time? <laughs> ugh, ugh. 
Oh, like the wind is knocked out of Vargas's nose. I think... I don't think we're going to die in here, that's for certain. Though if I was dead, I would have to repay several debts. That's neither here nor there. I think it's it's possible to love someone and want the best for them. Therefore, you lie. Love is complicated. Okay. It's complicated. Do you think you can love somebody and trap them in a cave with a monster? I... I mean... Who, who did this? Like a, it's like, just a hypothetical question. Hypothetical question, because it sounds like... Sounds like what Constantina just did to us. You think Constantina did this? Well, I know, I know, Vasily would never do this. Yes! <laughs> I just, no, I, I feel like Vasily and I have become quite close um, lately, you know. I, I, but uh, Constantina, I there's something about her I just don't, don't trust, you I'm know? sure I, it sounded like Vasily's little machine. Mm, I don't know. It like the boop-boop sounds. I mean, I don't... I'm no expert on on machines for for certain, but I I don't know. I feel like Constantina just doesn't have your best interests in mind, and I feel like when I ran when I ran in here, Vasily was running after us, but but Constantina wasn't. Constantina was saving the people. Yeah, but she doesn't she doesn't know them, does she? She knows you after all all of the things that you've done for her, and she puts strangers first. That's a little. Odd way of showing love. Just if you ask me, though, I'm again. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. You know. I'm not entirely sure if I can see Mercy, so I'm pretending like I'm just talking <laughs> in the wrong direction. Definitely. Uh, I'm just saying. I. I can't now. Okay. <laughs> we I, retconned it. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> me facing a wall. I'm just saying. I haven't known you as long as. As uh, as Constantina, but I ran after you with the scary monster because you're more important than me than than some group of strangers and and um, you know you were honest and told me about the ghost, but you know Constantina has never shared any secrets with me. I I suppose that's true, but I think maybe Constantina just doesn't have any secrets. She is just very sweet and lovely and would never hide anything from us. Well, but I I think and maybe Zizi's crazy, but I think Vasily knows the monster. Hmm. What gives you that idea? It was calling her Master, and she said Something about don't make me punish you. Um, and well, she's talking to me, but you know, now that I'm off the hook, do you a vashi? I don't, I don't think so. I, I mean, maybe I just, I don't like feelings these way about Vasily. Although my question was totally hypothetical, of course, of course, it was to- totally hy- hypothetical. Um, but I, it, like I said, love is incredibly complicated sometimes, you know. There's like pining and like diary entries, and other times there's locking people in a cave with a monster or like burning them alive, you know, all sorts of crazy ways to show your love and affection. Uh, but I think um, we should really focus on the task at hand. Oh, yes, yes, there is a monster, I think, in here, Visas. And I kind of look around. You. See nothing, nor do you hear any telltale shlorps. There's no shlorps? No shlorps that you can hear. 
Would you like to- Can I make a perception check? Yeah. I don't like the face you're making, TK. (laughs) I'm just smiling. I don't understand. I got a 17. No. No slurps. (laughs) Maybe- Maybe sea monster couldn't get through the wall. I imagine we we see like a cave-in in front of us. Yeah, and it's a lot of rocks. Like, it has to... You don't know this, but Lisa, you now as a player know that it has to, like, break up and get through the rocks and then move forward. Oh, okay. Well, Mercy doesn't know that. It's going to take a minute. Mercy does not know that. Maybe, maybe this was the only way to protect us. And uh, Constantina knew that we'd be able to find a way out. And so she has blocked the monster from us. A 17 perception will tell you something else, though. What's that? Something is moving in the mist. Ooh! <laughs> do you feel that, Vargas? I do. <laughs> you can feel it, Vargas. You can feel it brush against the back of your knee. <laughs> Are you okay? No. It snakes through, and you can see little eddies form, little ripples along the top of this mist form. I would like to use my second spell slot to get, uh, well, actually... If I cast invisibility on myself, will because it's concentration, will Mercy be invisible still? No. But that is okay, because Mercy, uh, also feeling stuff in the water, is uh, going to go, ew, 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 ew! And you see, like, her hoof splashes in the, in the mist towards you, um, and uh, you feel arms hug around you, and I cast Levitate. Mm-hmm. And as you levitate... Vargas, when you look down into this black mist, you can see these ghostly white skeletal hands sort of snake through the water or through the mist and then disappear into the depths from where they had been plucking at your clothing and thanks, I hate it. Um, pinching the sides of your legs and stuff. Well, thank you for that. That's very kind of you. You're welcome. Um, uh, let's see. I will hang up here like a giant baby because that is gross. Alright, so you have started on your way towards number five. As you enter, going through this incredibly dark hallway, you see that this room has been shattered as well. It also sees, or it also bears uh, evidence of a cave-in. And there is some sort of violent shock that that shook this place. It's a minor cracks, fissures are filling the walls, and there's no obvious exit from it other than the passage that you just came from. Um, now, there are two passages that seem to split off to the west and the south, but they kind of narrow into uselessness. And from within the shadows of these cracks in the wall, you catch an occasional glimpse of something that might be a cruel, sparkling eye. A sparkling eye? Are there, is there still the miss with the, with the creepy fish in them? You have managed to, uh, coming out of the hall, the mists have mostly dissipated into this larger room. Then I will lower Vargas mm-hmm. to the ground and levitating up, try to see if like up higher I can see a place where we can like squeeze through rocks. Yeah, there does seem to be a, a ledge that from vantage point near the ground, it was difficult to ascertain, but rising up, you can see that there is a ledge with another passage. 
Um, there seems to be a ledge here, Vargis. Should we explore it? I don't want to let Constantina down. She believed that we could find our way out. Vargas will put his hands on Mercy's shoulders and just be like, I wish everyone was as kind as you. Hmm. That's very nice, Vargis. I push her off the ledge. No, not really. Just kidding. <laughs> she can levitate. <laughs> I would just be hovering there, pissed at you. <laughs> just kidding. Um, just a joke among friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I put my, my hands on my arms. I was as kind as you. And um, yes, yeah, so let's let's take a look around. Okay. We both have dark vision, right? Yeah. Can I, like, kind of pick up Vargas and try to, like, push him into the the ledge opening? Vargas? Yeah, I'll let, I'll, I'll let her do it. And I'll, like, I'll, I'll use my cane to, like, kind of, like, make sure I'm not going to run into anything. Yeah. The ledge opening is tall enough to walk through. You suspect that there may have been a... Looking around at all of these, um, at the caved-in rocks and the, the shorn stone... This may have been a staircase once, so this is the passage out. Do I see anything in the passage or hear anything out of the ordinary? Would you like to roll me a perception? Yes. Ooh, that's good. You said perception? 18. There's something not necessarily in the passage, but near the end. Uh, an echo. Difficult to ascertain. I will. Um... For something like Unseen Servant, would I be able to send the servant back and then, or send a servant up and then back to me to uh, tell me what's... Like reconnaissance? Yeah. I don't see why not. Uh, I would like to cast Unseen Servant. It is a conjuration, but I don't know if it's concentration or not. But I will cast it. If it doesn't have the symbol, it's not. Yeah. I don't think you're concentrating on anything right now, because I broke the invisibility when I cast Levitate. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Um, I would like to cast it and then send it through the tunnel. What to- does that look like for Vargas? Vargas doesn't cast a lot of spells, so... He does not. Like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> like suddenly offended, like... <laughs> So I imagine that like it's not like a wand waving or like anything that like comes out of mm-hmm. like his hands or anything that like he'll like uh take his cane and like tap it on the ground twice and like um I always imagine all of his spells look like black clouds so uh like a a black smoke mm-hmm. featureless uh figure will will go will uh come up from the the ground. I love the the imagery of him tapping his cane on the ground and then just like this like veil of smoke rising up from the bottom of his cane and forming like a smoke person. Yeah. So this smoke person floats up into the passage, gives a very deep bow to both of you, and then starts its way down the passage. I also like, if I'm allowed to add, like, I would like to think that it wears like a top hat, but when it sees Mercy, it like removes it. And like yes. it just vanishes. Yes, just for like a very like it pulls it down and like does the thing where it rolls down his arm and like yes. it floats out into nothing and then poofs oh. out like cigarette smoke. Yeah. I yeah. like your magic, Vargis. 
Thank you. Dapper magician, unseen servant. And uh, then it dissipates into smoke and travels down the passage to scout ahead for you. Now, how does it communicate with you to let you know what it has seen? I'd like to think that, like, it probably (laughs) doesn't have... It will come back, and I would like to think that it will communicate by, like, writing, Mm -hmm. but in a very fancy script that looks like those old, like, magician show tricks where it's, like, fire that spells something out and then burns away. Hell yeah. That's exactly what happens. What it does is it makes this sigil in the air whenever it returns, and then that puffs into flame, and then the ash that falls down from the flame falls down in script, letting you know what it has seen. And it says, bodies, girl on slab, alive. Interesting. I don't know what the hell that means. I guess we better go look. Can Mercy see those words too? Or is yeah. it something only- Oh, okay. Uh, Mercy definitely be like, oh, oh no. And um, because she knows Vargas might not be able to reach the ledge without her levitating, she just pushes Vargas in. Like, Sick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Vargas, go, go, go. And I'm like trying to push you through the, um, through the little entrance. I will go through it. Awesome. Vasily and Constantina. Let's start with Constantina. Constantina, you and uh, Vasily are both up on the ledge. The search party has met you up there. The It is entirely together, minus one. And some of them come back to you from having investigated the opening of the other slit in the wall. You are all in the canyon. And they report back to Bertolt, who speaks to you and says, Seems something's jammed up in there, too. On the other side? Because there's only two two entry. Yeah, something's... There's a tunnel and there's something blocking it. They said they heard something, you know, eating. So we thought maybe you two would be more equipped to handle that. Yes. You need to get all of these people out of here. Well, we could do that or we could move the cave in or what, what about our wives and our husbands and... I just don't know... This place is not safe at all, and I don't want to lose more of you. Um, okay, why don't you work on the cave-in? Because I don't know if there's anything else in there right now. And Vasily, why don't we go the other way? Maybe we can get to Mercy and Vargas. Yeah, they, that's that's fine. She, and she just shoves Bertholdt out of the way and goes into the other cave. I'm also okay. going that way. Okay, Bertholdt and the rest, he'll call them all to huddle in and roll me a perception just super quick. Both of us? Of uh, 17. Ooh, 18. Awesome. 18. Both of you see three members of the search party scratching the backs of their necks. Sort of irritably. Oh, no. Uh, Butterthold, I think that these people, like, need, will you, like, take care of that? And he'll, he'll look at them and, oh, 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 okay, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll look after him. Okay. Good job, you saved Adonis's life. Oh, Ow. my little boy. Ugh, the boy. Whoa, Vasily. Um, okay, let's all talk about crappy children, okay? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the psychic damage right there. Uh-huh. The shade of it all. So the two shade. of you are descending into the, the crown cavern. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. The search party will start heading back to Harmonia. It's just you six now. And I am being truthful. You six. Uh, Thaddeus and Sybil both roll me a D8. It was only a 40-foot drop. I got a five. 
Okay. Two. Yeah, take that bludgeoning damage. <laughs> I made that for you. Oh, I thought they were dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much more. How could I? Oh, no. Plus, what a... That would be a terrible way to die. Oh. Second edition. <laughs> just a just a one roll death, that one. Oh, that would have been awful. <laughs> ah, second edition was brutal. So the two of you are at the bottom of this misty cavern, while unknown to you, Vosley and Constantina have descended into this cave. And I will allow you a perception check to check out your surroundings. It will be at disadvantage because you are surrounded by mist. Much of it going way over your heads. Mm, I also just... I, I just rolled a 1 and a 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> it's rough. Um, I got 10. <laughs> Neither one of you really sees anything. It's just damp mists with uh, really creepy ghosts. All of them reaching at you, stroking your face, grabbing at your clothes, tugging on your ankles. Uh, And Thaddeus' stomach growls. Yeah. Thaddeus, what do you see down here with these ghosts? What do I see? Mm -hmm. These ghosts are still working on you, man. Oh, in terms of my my fantasies? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sure, call them fantasies. I won't let you yum. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, they really just look like people, you know, just like pink cheeked, sweet smelling people. One of them reaches out and strokes your cheeks. Almost, almost real. I grab for them. Get them. And I pull out my sword and I stab them. Your sword goes through this mist and disperses it. Oh. What's, do I do I realize that what I'm seeing isn't real then at that point? Well, me. I will allow an insight check, even though you are deep in the fantasy right now. Okay. I just dropped my d20 into the abyss. Hold on. I think I have. Yep, I sure do. So that's going to be a, a 12. Mm, you must have grabbed a mage. Ugh. You'll find another one. And I do. Mm. Sybil, what's down here in the mists with you? My whole family's down here. There's a lot of people who haven't been here for some time mm-hmm. are here. And I imagine there's also a lot of, like, laboratory equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Is he down here with you? Yes. Is he with you or with you with you? He's, I, I think he's just out of reach most of the time. That's sad. It is sad. What is this laboratory equipment that you see in the mists? Um, I see... A, um, like, sort of like a table that's got a bunch of runes, almost kind of like the runes that look like the tattoos on my head. And I see, like, some sort of, almost looks like a lectern or something. I see all these things that look like they cross the boundary between science and magic. And I might see the person who built them as well. You can hear this. It's not real. What's not real? Wake up. What? Wake up. It's not real. You wake up. If it was real, would you be talking to me? I'm talking to you right now, aren't I? Exactly. Constantina and Vasily, you have descended into this cavern. You see a statue of a woman and shattered remains of something bone on the ground. You see only one hallway that leads to a crevice in the floor. 
and a tunnel. Yeah. I'm just booking it. Where would you like to book it? Um, I guess through the tunnel, whatever appears like the okay. way to go. Tunnel's about two and a half feet high, big enough for you to crawl on your stomach or on your knees. Yeah, uh, on my knees. Okay. Constantina? Um, I follow Vasily, but I have to prepare myself emotionally to go through the, the tunnel. Now, when the two of you look down into this tunnel, it looks clear. A little dark. Stone all around. Who's going first? Yeah, Vasily's going first, because she's just like, go, going for it. Sure thing, Vasily. Constantina, are you going right after? I, I take a moment. I take a deep breath. This is um, something that she's very not comfortable with. Totally understandable. Um, and it's a very, it's a, it's a small tunnel, correct? Uh-huh. And is there any light source in here? Okay, so it is very dark for Constantina. I imagine she can only make out maybe a very faint outline, but that's probably it. Right. You can see a faint outline because of the light that has come in from the crevice in the wall. But once you kneel down and you look in that deep, dark tunnel, who knows what's in there? Who knows how long you'll be in there? Oh, God. (laughs) You can hear the shuffling of Vasily's robes as they brush against the tunnel wall. But after a while, you don't even hear that. You don't hear her hands scrabble against stone as she forces herself through this tunnel as quickly as possible to get to the power source that you both covet. Maybe so that she can rescue Mercy? Who knows? I'm just going to go because I don't want to be too far away from her. And that's the only comfort I have right now is knowing that she might still be nearby. Roll me a perception check. Uh, eight. Seems safe. Okay, I go. <laughs> I go in. Train. I'm going as fast as I can. I just want to get the fuck out of now here. You're going as fast as you can, hitting your hands against the walls to make sure that you have that stability. You can hear your your knees slamming against the stone. You can hear Vasily ahead of you shuffling on ahead, maybe cursing under her breath. Who knows? That, that actually makes me feel better. What is that smell? Oh, mm, it was damp in here when you started, right? Mm-hmm. Was it damp? No, probably. Was it damp, Constantina? Yes, it was damp. Was it sticky? Yes, it was sticky. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything is okay. It smelled metallic? Mm-hmm. Vasily? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call out for Vasily. Did it feel furry? Uh, uh, uh huh. Was there a wet heat against your face? Mm hmm. Were there claws in your shoulders? Uh, um, I, I guess, yeah, uh, maybe if I'm moving to it really quickly. I don't know if I'm imagining that or if it's real. I don't know. Roll me an inside check. Uh, why though? Okay, that's good. Oh, that's really good. Um, uh, 24. It's real. Oh, uh, uh, Vasily, are you still there? There's something behind you, Constantina, and it's coming up real fast, and it's got its claws reaching for your shoulders. Okay, I've got it really fast. Give me an athletics check. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dirty 20. As it starts to snake its hands around your ankles and pull you back, you're able to kick it away from you. You can hear its shriek of pain. You can hear its claws along the ceilings of this tunnel as it scrabbles after you and it's going faster and faster. And now 
it's not just one, is it, Constantina? Mm-hmm. As you're scrambling backwards and you can feel your hands becoming soaked in something sticky and viscous and still warm. Vasily, where yeah. are you? Um, I'm ahead of her. Mm-hmm. And am I hearing her freak out? The very small tunnel, Vasily. That's true. That's very true. Give me a perception roll. Okie dokie. That's a 17 plus 2, so 19. 19 will tell you that you can hear her, but you can hear something else. You can hear claws on the ceiling, too, ahead of you. I am going to go ahead and pull out another firebolt. Okay. And as you're doing that, as you're reaching down into your pocket and you're grabbing your skull with that dust that you keep in it to activate your spell, you look up and your infrared vision catches on this mangled face of something completely inhuman. And it smiles at you with a mouthful of rotted teeth. And it reaches its clawed hands for your face. But not familiar, right? But not... <laughs> not Nothing. familiar. Okay, that's good. That's some relief. That's good. Mercy and Vargas! Um, you entered a large stone chamber. Yes. Yes, you have. Did we, though? <laughs> Mercy is, like, striding forward, and she's got, like, her gauntlet on Vargas, and she's, like, bringing him. We're going mm-hmm. to save the person. All right. Shook. And the two of you enter into this large tunnel. Or not tunnel, large stone room. I'm so sorry. I have tunnels on the brain. I'm so silly. <laughs> and you see that there is a large, a smooth stone slab that really blocks the view of the heart of the room ahead of you. There are a couple of skeletons hanging on chains on the east side of the room, and you can see manacles and a body. This room stinks of decay, but there are no insects, no scavengers here. It's just a heavy, sinking sense of dread. It reminds me of home, Vardgis. I walk into the center of the room. Everyone had a tough home life. That's why we become adventurers. <laughs> As you walk into the center of the room, you see that upon the slab, there is a human woman. <gasps> is she awake? She is not. Is she breathing? Check and see. I check. Um, I'm gonna, I don't know, lean down. I'm gonna feel for a pulse. Give me a medicine uh, check. As Marcy, like, gets closer, Vargas is just like... (laughs) (laughs) Sixteen. The sixteen will tell you that she is, she's held in place by these these iron bands at her neck, wrists, and ankles that are all spiked. She has a cut through her stomach. (gasps) And some manner of writhing corruption inside of it. Oh no, this is like but Nisa. She is breathing. Vargis, we have to do something. We have to do something, Vargis. How do we get rid of these? And also, these spikes. You put your hands on her to see if she's still alive. Her eyes flutter open, and she looks up at you, and she says, "Has Bertolt found me? Are you Imal? He sent us. He didn't give up." And uh, he's been looking for you. Thank goodness. Who did this? And she kind of looks at you, and she's the queen of the dead. That's where we'll end for tonight.
Thank you for listening to Tales from the Mists. If you enjoyed what you heard, find more at talesfromthemists.com or at MistTalesDnd on Twitter, where you'll also find links to our Discord community, blog, and much more. Tales from the Mists airs on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Sleep well, Mistwalkers.